Hello and welcome to the Creative Bridge podcast. I'm Yasmin and I'm the program lead for Creative Bridge at Codebase. Creative Bridge is a 10-week program for creatives to learn about startup thinking and digital product development. In this series, we chat to some of our amazing alumni to find out more about their creative journeys. In this episode, I chat to Craig Fleming, the co-founder of Centerline, a new project scheduling and data management tool for the theatre industry. You can find out more at centerline.com. That's C-E-N-T-R-L-I-N-E.com. Hi, Craig. Thanks so much for joining us. Hi, thank you very much for having me. No problem at all. Um, you've had such an interesting year, so it's a really, a really a great pleasure to be able to talk to you um, and to celebrate the stuff that's happened um, on this podcast, um, which, as you know, we've just started doing. Um, so to start off, um, do you want to tell us a little bit about your career? Um, because you've worked in theatre for for a long time. Yeah, it's quite a long time now. Yeah, so I uh, I graduated from the what was the Royal, the Royal Scottish Academy of Music and Drama, uh, which is now the RCS, uh, in 2000. So I mean, 20 years ago now, uh, I studied stage management there, uh, and quite quickly after that, kind of got into more production management. And particularly in the kind of small scale scene, so small scale touring around Scotland, worked for about three years working freelance with uh, multiple different companies. So from, you know, like Scottish Opera to uh, Tron Theatre, uh, 784 Theatre Company, all those kind of companies. Uh, and then in 2003, I started working for a company called Catherine Wills Theatre Company, and they are a brilliant company who produce primarily, well, all, all theatre for young audiences uh, in all different settings from schools to community halls to theatres and small and mid-scale. Uh, and at that point, I started doing quite a lot of international touring as well. So uh, travelling to some really fantastic places around the world, uh, performances on Broadway and Sydney and the Opera House and in China, all over the place. is fantastic. Uh, and then kind of more recently I, I stayed with that company for about 15 years and probably got quite involved in the I guess the, the running of the company uh, more than just the production management aspect of things and then more recently it was kind of crossing over into the producing side and financial management and more kind of organisational management towards the end so I guess I've got kind of like a a, a good kind of general kind of understanding and oversight of uh, the, 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 the producing and production process uh, in the, particularly in the Scottish theatre scene. Great. Um, and I guess it's really interesting to me um, how you've gone from that theatre background and, and all the touring, as you mentioned, to, to doing what you do now. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about the product you're working on and I guess how your experience in the theatre industry shaped shaped that idea? Yeah, so it actually started about 10 years ago, this, pro- this not this particular project, but the kind of, I guess, the beginnings of it. So when we were working with Catherine Wheels, uh, we were, the company was really growing, it was growing really fast and we were as a small team struggling with the I guess the demand and the, vo- the volume of work that we were that we were uh, that we were taking on and of course 
it was all it was it was all really exciting opportunities. It was hard to say no to anything. So we had these we had, we were getting more and more projects, more and more tours, and the tours were getting bigger and they were getting more complex and we were going to new places all the time. And we were struggling really with kind of information and data management really for that. And you know, these are the the, the, I guess the kind of early days of like VPN and things. So you know, so much information was locked in the office servers, and when you're when you're traveling in the world, it's really difficult to access that information. And 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 the teams keeping up to date with with what was happening on on a day by day basis. So we were looking for a solution for that, a a, a cloud based solution. And at the same time, we were looking to develop the website for the company. So we 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 got working with a developer who's now actually my co-founder uh, for Centerline. And we developed a system that was a kind of combined project management, scheduling and content management system for the website. It was really recognising the duplication that was happening across the, the, the organisation uh, in order for our performance to get into those three different places, you know, it involved multiple different tasks. So this really did... So we, we developed this... A system over a period of about kind of two or three years and it really did transform the company uh, and I guess with using it for so long I always had a bit in the back of my head always had an ambition to to develop it further so that others could use it in the sector there, there was an awareness of it amongst the sector but there was just no way for people to use it because it was kind of locked into the Kathy Mills website uh, and just over time, you know, that kind of idea kind of went to the side a little bit and, you know, you just could really get used to using it. And I think I, I left the uh, company uh, just about a year and a half ago now. And I think at that point, when I came out and I started working freelance for other organisations at that point, I realised the value of that system and and how hard it was to do my job without it. So I was now out working, I was working part-time with a, a contemporary dance company in Glasgow and then freelance across multiple organisations. And just, I find I spent so much time just trying to find information. I was digging through Dropbox folders, uh, through emails, and it, just, it was just taking up so much time. And I just felt like, you know, this this could be the opportunity to to revisit that idea of of creating a software that could that that could be used by others in the sector and i was also starting to because i was working over multiple organizations i was actually starting to see like a huge amount of duplication of work that was happening over all those organizations you know each one was holding a database of venues and none of those databases were up to date everybody has a database of people of the freelancers that that they work with uh, and how do you get new people onto those lists? You know, I was starting to kind of really question, I guess, the kind of the kind of sector <laughs> dynamics in a way, and uh, and how how we could make it better. So that was that was really the kind of the beginning of 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 Centerline, and that really started, I would say, in the summer of two thousand and nineteen, kind of summer autumn time. I started talking to to people in the sector about the idea. And how's that all been going so far? Yeah, so Centerline, I guess I, the first thing that might be interesting to say is where the name Centerline has come from, because I think it's quite relevant. Uh, we did like spend a lot of time coming up with the name. Uh, so for those that are not familiar, the Centerline is the kind of crucial uh, centre point on a stage 
where the performance is rooted. So that's the, the point that you find on the stage first when you're putting a show in, and that's where everything works from. And what we want to do is take that concept and extend it digitally through the whole process. So it's not just about being in the, in the theatre. So it's from a concept through research and development, production, presentation and closing, that we just have this consistent line all the way through in a digital form. Uh, but essentially, it's a project management, scheduling and data management platform, uh, which enables freelancers and organisations to work together effectively over a network. Uh, and it's nuanced to the needs of the theatre sector. And it, it's built around the idea that the, the sector is more successful when it collaborates as opposed to when it's been competitive. So the more that we share, the more that we share information, the more that we share resources, uh, the more successful we can be collectively as a sector. What really propelled it, the idea, because I had the idea and I started talking to a few friends about it and then quite quickly I got talking to a friend that worked at the National Theatre of Scotland and she was like, this is just what we need as an organisation. We need something like this. And actually we had, we recognise that the sector could really benefit from it as well. So uh, very quickly, I had I had a meeting with the chief executive of National Theatre Scotland, who was really excited by the idea and very quickly uh, wanted to support it and find a way to make it happen. So that was the kind of beginnings of it. And that was that was just really exciting. It was like that kind of initial uh, uh, endorsement of the idea, you know, at that level, it was, it was really great. And that opened up loads of doors for me. It, it's amazing when you've got that name there and, you know, straight away, it's really easy to start having conversations with the, like with other national companies, other companies, uh, funders so creative scotland it was really easy to get in and have a conversation with them uh, so like that was that was really the beginning of it and and uh we we spoke to quite a lot of people about uh we started to get kind of, kind of initial ideas and i really had the, this i think what's important to say as well like what i was trying to do at the time was not create i wasn't looking to create a business i was looking to create a solution and I hadn't really, my head hadn't really gone to the business side of things. It was just about, I work in the sector, I want to make something that that is going to make the sector, is going to help the sector to work more efficiently and more effectively. Uh, and it's going to help me do my job easier. <laughs> uh, and I hadn't really thought about the whole uh, creating a product, creating a service, how it's sustainable, all that kind of stuff. But of course, when you start having those conversations with, you know the bigger like funders and, and bigger organisations. You know one of their first questions is how how is it going to be sustainable? You know is you know like how how are you going to set this up? Is it going to be a is it a business? Is it going to be a non profit? You know what is what is it going to be? Uh, and the bit that I haven't spoken about was working with my co founder David uh, David Kelly. So he uh, as I mentioned he we worked together. To build that initial system for Catholic Wheels. So I, uh, and since then we've worked on another couple of projects of a kind of similar uh, kind of data management kind of idea. And I got in, talk, got in contact with him and said, look, I've got this idea. Would you be interested uh, on uh, working with me on it? So he 
he he he was he was really interested. I mean, he questioned it a lot. <laughs> he was he was definitely on the uh, track of can this be a business? <laughs> uh, before kind of like like jumping in on it, but I. But very quickly, you know, when I was explaining, you know, the, the need for it and the support that there was from across the sector, that he got really behind the idea. And then we, uh, I think in the beginning of this year, we 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 formally uh, set up the company, Centrelink, uh, and we did all the we had all the equity conversations and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> which quite interestingly we came at exactly the same point where. I started uh, on the Creative Bridge course and part of the pre-course uh, suggested list of like reading and listening was the the startup podcast and very quickly I got to that podcast of how you do how you, how you agree on equity splits it was like it was just perfect timing uh, yeah so we, we we got together and a friend of mine had been on the uh, the Creative Bridge course on the cohort before me and she was like you have to do this so that's that's when I applied and really that I think that's the point where it all went to the next stage really and that identifying that really it could be a business and there is potential there is real potential there uh, to create a business that could that could be sustainable it could it could make money uh, and that's when I, I guess quite a lot of my thinking started to change at that point yeah I think there's so much about what you said that will really resonate with people who work in different industries as well that um, that duplication of work that goes on the cobble together CRMs and the real need for a, a streamlined solution that you that you're working on now um I, I wonder whether you could tell us a bit about the theatre industry at the moment um partly because obviously COVID has been such a catastrophic year for theatre um but it's been a very busy year for you and in, in, in what you've been what you've been working on. Um, what's it been like? What's twenty twenty been like for theatre and for you? I mean, it's it's pretty devastating to be honest with you to watch the sector. I mean, I, f- I feel I, I feel in a very fortunate position because I had a, as much as we we didn't have funding in place at the beginning, but I had a real focus. I had something that that I could just really put my head into, and in a lot of ways, COVID. It gave me that space to to really move the project forward, but for so many in the industry, it's just it's been horrendous to watch it. You know, I I, I was in the middle of uh, creating a new show at the time, and we had to stop, you know, halfway through rehearsals, and just to see that happening all across the industry and that real kind of initially not knowing how long this was going to be for and when we'll be able to get back on track and just as time was going on it was getting worse and worse and then you know there was all the 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 support funds all coming out and you know like a huge amount of the industry can't access those funds you know so it's just it's really hard to watch all your friends and colleagues just really hurting at this time uh, and just and and still still not actually knowing when uh, things are, are, are going to come back online. Uh, I mean, I think the the thing with theatre is it's a it's a it's kind of like a big family. Like, kind of almost everybody knows each other, you know, and you feel quite, you feel really close to 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 so much of the community, uh, and actually. 
that's kind of a, a bit of what I've slightly kind of latched onto for this product is this is the idea of community uh, and how the sector is I don't want to say it's not competitive but it's it's much more collaborative than it is competitive and that's the part that sometimes makes my brain spin when when I, when I look at the the uh, how much how we do work together but how we also don't work together you know we work together when we get in when when we're in a room and we're working on a project but we we, we just we straight away disperse and we're off to the next thing and uh, and there's so much like information and learning that comes out of those projects that we just it, it just keeps getting dispersed all over the place it doesn't we're not able to learn from it and and what was really interesting during covid was seeing certain statistics coming together like the the, the big one is that 70 i think it said 72 percent of the workforce the theater workforce are freelancers which is which is enormous it's huge uh, and then that linking back to what i was saying earlier on about working over multiple projects and so that was so me working over multiple projects was inefficient, but that 72% of the workforce working over multiple projects is enormous, enormously inefficient. Uh, and yeah, there just, there just ha- had, had to, has to be a better way to work together. And uh, the other thing that became really amplified, I think, during lockdown was the kind of, I guess, the inequality in the sector. As well, because we've got this real struggle between, you know, with funding, because funding so the sector is so heavily reliant on funding, but the funding is really limited and 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 it's and it's reducing year by year in real terms. Uh, so you've got the organisations who are who absorb quite a lot of like a, a large proportion of that funding, and then the individuals are 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 kind of fighting away for the rest, uh, and then when COVID hit. It was. It felt like the focus was on how how do we how do we keep the organisations alive? How do we keep how how do they survive through this? And and so much went uh, of so much money went into the organisations, and I think it just really it created this this big split in the sector of uh, freelancers freelancers from organ you know those who work with organisations are you know they they had the protection of money coming from the government, but also a uh, furlough. You know, and, and don't get me wrong, because that, it's not as straightforward as that, because there was there was a lot of the bigger organisations were going through really horrible uh, situations where they were being forced to consider redundancies until a lot of those funds came in place. And some of those redundancies did have to go through. But generally speaking, those who were in a kind of permanent employment beforehand were in a better position than the freelancers. And then you've got the huge number of the freelancers that couldn't access any money. So like it was really creating this kind of split. Uh, and you know we things that were were that came together like the freelancers make theater work campaign which brought the freelancers together and then there was the the freelancer task force which came together and that that was about bringing everyone together and and, and how we can work better with 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 venues and organizations so it's just so much happened during lockdown uh, and people I guess people had time to kind of stop you we spend so much time on the treadmill project to project to project and we know that things are difficult we know that things you know the, the sector doesn't maybe doesn't operate in the way that we, we want it to but you just keep going but it covid's kind of forced 
everybody to stop and I guess kind of take stock of it and you know we all talk about the new normal what's the new normal going to be uh, so I, I I think the sector will be different in some form when we come out of this uh, not, not sure what it'll be yet but it's just made me really see also where our product can help to bring the sector together uh, and to create a more kind of equal uh, and level playing field for people to work in. That's what I hope that we can actually do with it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree with you. I think across the creative industries, the extent to which um, creative organisations rely on freelance work has really been laid bare and the precarity of, of, of having that role in the long term as well um, has, has been really exposed. You talked a little bit earlier about um, about having the idea but not really thinking about the business side of it. And I think for a lot of creatives, that's that's always the, the point that you start from. You know, having an idea, you know, identifying a problem is, is fairly straightforward because like yourself, you experienced that problem firsthand. But thinking about the business side is really hard. Um, and it is hard, you know, it is hard work to do that and try and make a business model that, that works. And I think what you do and what you're working on um, is really bridging that gap between between the arts and someone who works in the arts and tech entrepreneurship. H- how do you feel about being in that space? I mean, are you comfortable there? Are you, or, or is it something that you're getting used to? I mean, do you think about yourself as being an entrepreneur, or do you still think about yourself um, as as a non-business person, even though clearly clearly you are a business person now? <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm getting there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you, you, you mentioned there about uh, about being creative and 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 problem solving. Like that's the part that's really natural to me is problem solving because because that's that, that's what a lot of production management is. You know, your your job is to realise uh, the creative team's vision uh, to to the best standards possible within the resources available and you spend a lot of time finding creative solutions to problems there's problem after problem after problem and constantly coming up with 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 new ideas new materials new ways of solving those problems so like that side of of things uh and and i guess the kind of project management side of it you know that's quite comfortable to me uh i had a had a real interest in the kind of business aspect of uh, of things like as as I mentioned earlier on working with the com- the company I worked for previously, you know in the, in the last few years I was more working more in the kind of financial management space and and a uh, uh, and in kind of senior management team level and I just I, I did have a real interest in how the company ran uh, and how the you know how the finances work all that kind of stuff so like that kind of part of it was there and then I was also I was quite. I've been quite exposed over the years to funding applications, uh, and accessing money, that kind of thing. So I, I kind of had a bit of that already, and I guess I actually, I, I never really, I don't know, I, I never really put myself in that entrepreneur space. But being in it, you realise how much, uh, how many kind of parallels there are with what the the way that I've been working over the years. So, uh, a lot of it's just been kind of looking at what I do in a different way kind of reframing it I suppose so obviously it's been a difficult year as we've discussed already um but 
like you said, you know, you've worked on this product um, and, and lots of good things have happened as well. And hopefully the, the, the theatre industry will see real change as well com, com, coming off the back of this period of, of disruption. Um, for you, what's been the good stuff about 2020 and what do you have to celebrate? I mean, it doesn't feel right saying this, but uh, <laughs> the good part for me has actually been uh, having the time and the space during uh like the, va- the various lockdowns to to really focus on the product. I mean, I don't know, had I still been having to work part time uh, on uh, or even full time at points on 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 theatre projects, I just wouldn't be where I'm at now, really. So, like that is for me, it's been a kind of highlight is, is having that time and space to work, uh, and I think what that's done is it's given me it gave me space to, to to really get out and talk to people as well because people became available <laughs> you know with 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 zoom it became very easy to speak to people in the sector where whereas before it was quite hard to do because everybody's running about all the time so and then what came from that was real a, a real endorsement of of the idea from from across the sector you know at, at, at the very beginning i was i was trying to write a business plan and I just wanted to get, as part of my kind of bid to create Scotland, I just wanted to get as much sector feedback as possible on the idea. And like I got about 20 odd letters of support, which were like really strong and really quite overwhelming. So like for that, that was, that was fantastic. That's, that's been a real highlight. Uh, and it's really given me that kind of boost to kind of push on with it uh, and confidence in the idea as well. I think you know I mentioned I mentioned the NTS partnership. You know they are now they are now official partners. They are they're putting money into the project, and I'm actively working with them at the moment to to develop the the the, the product. So like that's really exciting. Uh, and and you mentioned the funding as well. We we've uh, I think we set out to access four four different funds, and uh, we set out to access five. And we've got four of them. One of them didn't come back online because of COVID, uh, but it, it's quite small, so it's it, it's it's kind of okay. I think we'll we'll manage uh, with that. But we got a we got a decent uh, amount of money from Creative Scotland's targeted funds, uh, some research and development money from them, and then we we were successful with the Creative Informatics Resident Entrepreneur Program, which gave us like initial. Uh, a pot of money for the, all the initial research and uh, then recently I don't know if this is public yet but uh, we have been awarded one of the challenge projects through Creative Informatics as well uh, so like all of that together is just it's it's given us enough to work on the project part-time for two years really so we've got that financial security to see see us through the next year and a bit uh, so like that's just that's fantastic. Yeah, I'm so I'm so chuffed with it. That's amazing. I'm I'm so happy for you to to have that stability. I think to know that you're able to work on the product for for the next couple of years must be such a relief as well. When um you know like you say you've been you've been plugging away at it for the last year and a half at least. Um so so going into 2021, like what's what are your priorities for next year? Like what are you hoping to to happen? Yeah, so we are starting 2021 actually with our first sector event. One of the things that we really want to do is to make sure that 
we're not working in isolation with this uh, with this product. We want to work with the sector to develop it as much as possible. So we have a first sector event coming in January. We've uh, teamed up with Edinburgh Futures Institute. Uh, and we've actually through that it's been quite good actually we've de we've developed a little series of uh, of workshops so it's not just the product that we're working on there's various other products that are being developed for the performing arts uh, and the creative industries so we, we we've actually managed to develop this little series of I think three or four but anyway we're going to be first in January and that's really an opportunity to bring as the whole sector are invited. I mean, it could it could end up being too big, but <laughs> uh, it'll be great to see as many people there as possible. And really, that's an opportunity for us to talk more widely about what we're doing and to really explore the area of sharing and collaboration and actually what what do the sector want? And, you know, it, is, is this idea of collaboration going to work? Is this idea of sharing information and data going to work? Uh, do we... Are people secretly competitive and don't want to, <laughs> to share their data, or are are we really as open as 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 we we say we are? You know, so it's, it's going to be a, an opportunity really to kind of dig into that a bit deeper, uh, and you know, with with, a, with something that's as as potentially as different as this, you know, people do have concerns about it. So really, it's an opportunity to kind of raise that, but then also, what I hope is that we'll we'll, we'll get lots of great ideas. You know, of, of and find other problems that the sector have that we could potentially solve. I mean, the the product we're looking at, we we can see it very much as the first iteration of it is 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 the kind of base product, and then from that we can build anything on top of. You know, uh, so yeah, we're just going to see. You're just going to be like a big sponge in January and see what comes. And I want I really want that to continue through the year, and to to keep that conversation going with the sector and to start. As much as we've got a relation, a development relationship with the National Theatre Scotland, where we're working in a really iterative way with their staff team, is to actually open that up, and we'll, we'll hopefully build together a sector, uh, a sector development team, uh, and, and focus groups, you know, as and when we need them. So, and and apart from that, the 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 next big part really is is about getting the product out of the ground. Really, it's at the point where it's just popped up. <laughs> it's like the very beginnings of it are there. So we've got the base of it uh, to to start building on. So it's that that's quite exciting to see. Uh, and we hope to yeah. I'm excited to see what people think of it as we start to show it in roundabout probably summertime. We think the first iteration will will start to 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 be seen. Great, I can't wait. Um, we've been obviously been talking about uh, about Centerline for most of this year, so I'm super excited to see to see what happens next year and to see the product developing, and like you say, to see what to see what the public think of it as well. Um, but thank you so much, Craig. It's been such a pleasure to to hear about your journey um, and to, to to see how much you've achieved this year as well. Um, it's um, it, yeah, it's it's a great story. So thank you so much. Um, and um, yeah, keep in touch, and maybe we'll we'll have an update from you next year. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. Thank you.